Welcome to the You, Me and the GP radio show, a health exercise and nutrition show for over 40s who want to get back to their best. Discover how to keep yourself fit, healthy and full of energy. Each week, your hosts Rich Clark and Dr. Mark Daniels will answer your questions and interview special guests. Rich Clark is an exercise scientist and nutritionist who helps over 40s thrive, not just survive, in today's busy world. Dr. Mark Daniels is a practicing GP with 25 years experience. He's had notable success with his patients using simple dietary changes rather than medication to provide improvements. Living in Wales with their families, they see the effect poor health has on people on a daily basis and how easily it can be turned around. Sit back and enjoy our tips and advice. Hello and welcome to another episode of the show. I'm here with the doc and we have got a list of questions, uh, your questions that uh, the listeners have all sent in and we're going to go through them now. But before that, let's catch up with Mark. I haven't spoken to him. How's, uh, how's things going there in the fast lane, Mark? Uh, not bad, not bad. I'm on cold day, so I'm a bit, I'm a bit tired, but uh, you know, these 12 hour days, they do get you down a bit sometimes. Yeah, any thing um, inter- any interesting patients or any uh, thing uh, funny happening there, pal, or anything oh, cr- look, crazy? Confidentiality. Can't tell you about the really good ones. <laughs> uh, oh well, uh, we'll have to have a beer and uh, do re re uh, discuss that. I think uh, cool, and I'll tell them then anyway. <laughs> uh, cool. Um, so all all alright then, yeah. Yeah, good, good. Yeah, I've been I've been away again. I've been yes. at. Uh, my daughter's graduation that was good up in London. She was she's graduated as a teacher, so I'm you know pleased for her, and she's got a job, so that's all good. She's off my hands, which is the most important bit. Of course, what is she uh, choosing to do, Mark? She's a teacher. Oh, she's teacher, teacher, primary, primary school teacher. Brilliant. You tend to you tend to do that after you do a teaching degree. You tend to become a teacher. I didn't hear the first part there. <laughs> I uh, I missed that. Yeah, sorry. Uh, so um, yeah, and the podcast is is going pretty good. I've been keeping an eye on it, and. It was on about 180 in the what's hot category on iTunes health and it's kind of gone up quite a lot now in the last week or two. It's up in the 90s now, which is great. We're in with some kind of really good quality podcasts now, so it's not you know easy to be breaking through uh, uh, sort of where we want to be in the top 10. So the request and a little plead goes out. Anybody, especially the people we've answered questions for, you know, a little favour for a favour, all that. You scratch my back, I scratch yours. Get on iTunes if you can and and stick a review up, uh, a positive review, and and let us know uh, your your thoughts and stuff. But that stuff really helps to rocket the show up and it shows iTunes that, you know, people are are engaging and, and they like what we're doing and stuff. So little request on that. Um, but uh, other than that, let's let's get cracking then. So, the the first question that I've got here, it's a bit of a a ramble here, as people like to offload to me on these emails. But uh, I think there's a question in there somewhere, so we'll we'll crack on. It's off Sean. Uh, Hi, Richard Mark. I've never written to you before, but I do subscribe and listen to the podcast. I'm a 25 year old female, and I love all the advice and knowledge. My mum actually pointed me in the direction. Uh, and you have a family of followers in us. I've always been a bit of a health freak, some might say, but just like everyone else, I get down periods and get lazy. I do aerial performances sometimes and work in an office through the week, so my health can go from really fit to uh, really lazy in a fast time. 
what I find hardest when trying to get back into shape is the lack of diversity. I have moved back to Wales, living in a little cottage down a track from the big city, and it seems so much harder here to find good classes, like-minded people, and to share exercises, etc. Um, good health food recipes. So basically, I get bored really quickly. I have a different diet. To some, I'm gluten-free and eat le very little meat. When I do, it's fish, no dairy. But I believe this is not the reason why I find it hard uh, to sustain things. I think there is still plenty for me. It just isn't uh, so accessible. Anyway, after a few weeks or months, I get really bored, fall off the bandwagon, and um, everything feels like a chore and, and so much hard work that I stop. Da -da 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 -da, blah, blah, blah. Hope this makes sense. Um, any advice? Thanks for your help, consideration, support, and inspiration. Sean McClavey. Um, do you want to have a first crack, Mark, or do you want me? I, I have a quick, I, I've really got a couple of words to say on this, really. Yes. For your bag. I mean, I, I'm the same sort of personality as that. I mean, I live down, I don't live down a dirt track, but I live in the middle of nowhere in Carmarthenshire. I mean, I end up building my own sort of gym outside because it was so difficult to get anywhere um i think for diversity i don't think you could beat crossfit if she wants to get some diversity and get some community i think crossfit is the answer for her but it depends how far down a dirt track and how close she is to a town whether she can get that i mean i did it in my back garden but uh, you know if she wants some diversity that's certainly one way of getting diversity because it's, it's never ending yeah as you say that both sides of it you you know it can be convenient and, you know, as you say, if you can set up a home gym of some sort, it doesn't have to cost the earth. Uh, but it sounds to me like you probably need a mix of convenience for when you just want to do a quick workout. And then if you've got a bit more time, maybe go into some sort of group stuff. So CrossFit is fantastic, as we've already said in the past. It is a fantastic community and you really we do feel part of something uh, there. And uh, with regards to the food and the recipes, you'll find lots of other weirdos there, uh, Sean, to, to get on with sort of thing. So it's great. I love CrossFit. Um, but you will also get similar, you know, group work if you go to a regular class. So if you go to a, a I don't know, for want of a better word, aerobics type thing. So a group class where there's music and there's women and they're dancing around. Also, as well, not to like patronize you if you, you know, not that type of girly girl who likes to, you know, be in there with all the girls doing the, the exercise. Then, there, you know, there are boot camps and, and things like that, and, and, and sort of um, kettlebells and TRX and all these other stuff. But definitely try to make yourself part of a group, and you have to probably accept. I was talking about this with somebody the other day. It does take a few weeks or maybe even a month or whatever, maybe till somebody's going to say hello to you or kind of make you feel part of the group. Hopefully it'll happen a lot sooner than that. Sooner than that. If I was taking a class, I can guarantee you it'll be happening a lot sooner than that. But if you go somewhere, except it is group exercise and you have to make an effort, say hello to people and, you know, kind of smile and all that sort of shit. And yeah, you'll, you'll be fine. But um, lots of people, as you say, mark uh, in Wales market in that situation. The other thing I would say is that, um, for my own case, it's very easy to flit between things, and you actually don't get much benefit if you keep flitting between things. Mm, yeah. You know what I mean? You've got to stick. Yeah, no results. Yeah, quite. Time, otherwise, you don't get the benefit. Yeah, totally. Oh, you've got to, you've got to, you know, give things a, a chance. And that you see people, uh, people's attention span is pretty poor. People don't hardly read books anymore, and you know everything like three minute attention span, and you know those people are missing out. Huh. 
Okay, so, um, thank you, Sean. Next question. Got a question for your show, if you're still looking for them. Yes, we're always looking for them, guys. Keep them coming. It's, it's, it's brilliant at the moment. It's, i got a nice little bank there. I was wondering why I crave chocolate after eating my meal. I don't want it after breakfast or lunch during the day. It doesn't even enter my mind, but as soon as I finish my evening meal, I want uh, something sweet. I'm in the fridge like a banshee sniffing it out. Haha. <laughs> it's not a problem. I just have a small piece of 85% dark chocolate, and that sorts me out. I'm just wondering, out of curiosity, why this might happen. And you and Doctor are the main men with the answers. So, have a go at that one, Sam. It's taking you a meeting if we go at this one. Well, yeah, you know, I, I've, you know, well, kind of got an answer, whether it's the right one. Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll have a go twist. There is no science behind this, no huge science anyway. Mm. I mean, I mean, I lay on Medline, everything to have a look at this one. But the bottom line is, there's two theories behind this that I know of. One is that people since childhood have been expecting a sugary dessert after a meal. Uh, in many families, it's sort of time on a tradition. It's sort of a way to bribe you to eat your broccoli or whatever. But uh, sometimes it's just it's in your brain that you, you actually you know, should have a dessert afterwards because you've always had one. The other one is that there's a sort of human brain chemistry theory that you have an afternoon sweet tooth because consuming sugar or simple hot carbohydrates can enhance the absorption of an amino acid called tryptophan found in some foods. The tryptophan enables to increase serotonin, which is a neurotransmitter associated with feeling well-being. So it may be that that sugary dessert is, is, is helping you absorb tryptophan and giving you that feeling of well-being, the sort of sugar high. So, I mean, they're the two things that I, I know of. I mean, have you got another one, Rich? No, you know, I agree with what you've said with the, the body pretty much. If it wants something, it will... It'll boss you around until it gets what it wants to get that little high or whatever it's looking for. But I think it's just habitual. And as you say, it's just hard uh, wired into him. And a lot of us, uh, the same thing um, in the evening. Once you kind of relax, you want to have something uh, to kind of... Uh, a little treat or something like that. But yeah, I, I would just say it's habitual. Um, it's not an issue with Sam. And... Yeah, it, it only becomes an issue when, you know, it's affecting your weight and your health uh, and, and all the rest of it. So, uh, yeah, interesting question and um, God, right. no, God Yeah, no. I, I think when, the person's only having an 85% piece of chocolate. Yeah, 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 it's all good. It's I mean, all good. it's not a problem, is it? No, I mean, it's, not, it's not a problem, but it's interesting, as you say, why? Why does it happen, you know? And uh, uh, I know that when I take magnesium, uh, it it kind of reduces my cravings, uh, and I you know I don't know whether there's any research to actually support that, but I know it myself that I crave less because I'm a bit of a sugar kind of person. I love chocolate and sweets and things. So yeah, um, I I find magnesium helps. But we had the magnesium conversation before, and we spoke all about that. So uh, okay, oh, there's one for you now, Mark. Um, I had a guy, he was giving us feedback about the podcast, um, and his name was Paul, and he was again saying about the sound, how crap it is basically for about the first 10 or 15 episodes, and I, I just said, like, fast forward to, to a bit further down the line, um, but uh, yeah, great, uh, people are giving us some feedback, he said that the content is brilliant, so, and he, he's in Bahrain, and he likes to hear the, the local voices, because he's a Swansea boy. 
So uh, we're reaching a, a, a far and wide. Hmm. Okay, help me. Hemachromatosis. Hemachromatosis, even, is a genetic defect. Um, and this guy suffered from it. And he is wondering if we've got any help for it. He seems quite clued up on it. You've read it all, Mark. Shall I read? Yeah, I don't, think, I don't think we need to go through it. He, he is obviously very clued up. I actually had a difficulty finding what the question was. Yes, yes. I, I said back to him on the email, I said, I bet you're more informed than, than us on this. Uh, and that is often the case with these really kind of specific things. But what, what, what you know, as a doctor, what what broad assumptions and, 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 and recommendations are, you know, is he on the right track and stuff? I think yeah, he's, I de mean, he's definitely on the right track. Yeah, he's on the right track. I mean, his, his, his question really was, why don't we test for genetic, for people having a genetic defect? Because hemochromatosis is, by and large, oh, yeah, that's uh, right. what's called an autosomal uh, recessive inheritance. In other words, your parents have got a gene each that, that's, they're called heterozygous. They actually don't exhibit any of the symptoms or very minimal. Then they, they, give you, they give you the gene both of them give you the gene. So in other words, you then become what's called homozygous and you exhibit these symptoms. Now, hemochromatosis is interesting in that most people who've got the homozygous state, in other words, the disease state, don't even know they've got it. And in fact, yeah. it's some evidence that only between 1% and 10% of people actually even get the disease. So unfortunately, this chap has got the disease, but he's obviously gone a long way down treating it. I mean, you treat it with, um, um, so take, take it away some blood. I mean, the old-fashioned way was to use leeches, but now, of course, we uh, actually take away sort of 500 mils of blood every every couple of weeks until they get back to normal. Now, he's saying, why don't we genetically test for people for this? Well, there is a very simple test. The genetic testing is very, very expensive. We did this recently on someone okay. because their brother was um, hom homozygous for um, hemochromatosis and he had the disease. And the only place that does it in Wales is certainly Cardiff. It has to get sent off there, and it takes weeks to come back. And any test that takes weeks to come back is obviously an expensive test. Mm. So there is a very simple test called a ferritin, which we do very commonly on people. That's the iron in, in your body, basically. Yeah, that's how we picked it up on him, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, that's how he picked it up himself. And you do the iron test, and we do that a lot on people. Now, if, if it comes back at sort of you know under 50, then that's normal. But if it well, it's actually, actually normal. If it comes out under 30, it's abnormal. They're low on, they're, they're anemic. What they're was his level on. now? He said his was tested for like 12, I thought, no, what was 1100. it? 1100. 1100. You get someone back with 1100. <laughs> oh, you need to this hemochromatosis now. The things to do, if you have got hemochromatosis and you have the actual disease, it's called, I mean, he's right if he says it's called bronze diabetes, where in fact 50% of people with hemochromatosis have diabetes because it, it, the way it affects your body. So, if you want to treat it yourself, I mean, he's, he already says he doesn't drink much alcohol, which is, which is perfect. It's basically the same treatment as you treat diabetics, apart from the bloodletting. Right. In which case, you low-carbohydrate meals, low alcohol, especially because hemochromatosis can affect the liver and cause problems. So basically, low-carbohydrate, low-alcohol, and have your, have your bloodlet. But okay. it's not a huge problem. It's only something like, uh, it's 1 in 50 people are homozygous, but then only about... One to ten percent of those people actually have the disease, and it tends not to be missed. It can be missed, but it tends not to be. Okay, good. There we go. And uh, I, I put it in. And I think the bloodletting part really caught my eye because I was emailing him back like, what, like, like bloodletting. And he's like, yeah, yeah, they drain blood out of me or whatever. So it's interesting how some of these old things, they, they still do or whatever. Yeah, I mean, uh, just, the funny thing is, women 
tend not to get it until later life. Do you know why? I, I, why? I, I guess because they stop uh, menstruating. and uh, they, yeah, they, yeah, they, period, they, so they, they get rid of their blood. Yeah, so there's a great detox, um, uh, the period is. Uh, Absolutely, yeah. Uh, so yeah. it's, uh, there we go. You lucky, lucky women who said you, you your periods were bad. Oh, I'm going to get some shit for that one. <laughs> You said it, I did. Oh, good. Okay, right. Next question and last question for this episode. Hi, Richard Mark. My name is Jeremy and I am a 50-year-old male. My work involves a lot of time at the desk and driving, so I'm keen to combat a sedentary life. I swim around three times a week. Each session, mixed routines and strokes amounting to four miles in distance per week. I also attend the gym two or three times per week and undertake a mix of strength and cardio exercise. My concerns, my issues of concern are, I suffer from knee, joint and lower back pain. Like We're not going to be able to address all these uh, issues, Jeremy, but we, we, I'm going to, I got some advice for you, buddy. I suffer from knee and joint and back pain, discomfort. I often find that my performance at training sessions is variable, sometimes feeling energised and flat or drained. I find core exercises a challenge. It's a real area of concern for me as the joint pain often makes it difficult. I seem unable to get any body definition and toning. I do not want to become too muscular, but desire toning and definition. I want to build endurance and stamina. I want to lose flab around the belly, tricep, chest, and armpits. I want to build strength and endurance in my legs as they feel weak, uh, weaker than they should or I would like. My diet, uh, I want my diet and my supplements to prepare me for training and recovery. I am uh, 1 meter 82 and 97 kilos overweight, is, there, is my age a problem in me reaching my goals? Can you advise me on some next steps? Jeremy, thanks. Uh, I went back and just asked him what he ate. Okay, so uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll, let, I'll let you loose then after this. Um, breakfast is porridge with water, an apple juice, and sweetened soya milk, dried prunes, apricots, cranberries, and fruit juice, and fresh blueberries, or shredded wheat muesli with sweetened soya milk. Lunch, cheese or chicken salad sandwich uh, with ciabatta bread, cheese on toast or cheese on toast or veg soup or chicken salad. Evening meal, pasta and meat sauce or jacket potato and tuna salad or mashed potato, meat and veg or um, salad, potato and chicken uh, or chicken curry and rice. Five cups of tea, one litre of water. Uh, homemade banana shake with coconut milk, soy milk, and oats with ground almond for before and after exercise. Jeremy, wow, cool. What, what do you want me to? Do? Well, I'll go. I'll go first. I, you're, okay. you're the, the exercise boy, but I, I'm just gonna say that he he's. I mean, he's fifty. I, I mean, I'm a tiny bit older than him. I mean, I'm the same height and I weigh seventy eight kilos, but I was the same weight as him. All right, but ninety percent of what? So his, his, his age has nothing to do with it. All right, I mean, no. His ninety percent of what his problem is, you know, what I'm going to say is his diet. Yeah, you know, it's. It, I mean, it's a, it's a carb fest. Yeah, carb fest with soya. I don't think you get any worse than that, can you? No, it's it's. He, so it's, he's basically right. This is why I like the question, Jeremy, and it is a fantastic question because this is so common. People yeah. they got the best intentions, which Jeremy has. He's, he's he's conscientious. He knows he needs to be active. He knows he got to go to the pool and train and and, and eat uh, all these food. But he's he's kind of 
he's, he's missed uh, a couple of big uh, points and we're going to tell him exactly what they are. So as you say, it's a carb fest. Go on, you. back to you, Mark. Um, soy milk should never be drunk by any man and probably not by any woman. Mm. I mean, it's basically an estrogen. You know, there's a lot of estrogen in it. Yeah. It's not going to do him any good. He's better off having ordinary milk than soy milk. Mm. I, I would never tell anyone to eat any soy whatsoever. No. Unless it was tofu. I, I accept tofu is okay, but otherwise, don't go anywhere near soya. I mean, the oats is, is sugar. The uh, prunes are sugar plus. The shredded wheat is sugar. The muesli is sugar. The... Uh, the chicken salad is okay, but then you put it in a sandwich, so then of course it becomes sugar in the sandwich. He's, I mean, it, the yes. pasta is just yeah. sugar. So he's basically having lots and lots of carbohydrates. He's never going to lose weight on that diet. He's, I mean, he's, he's constantly, yeah, diet. he's constantly in uh, a state of um, anabolism. So yeah. his body is always got insulin in the bloodstream. Yeah. It's always got then the actual materials to create body fat, unfortunately. So what you're doing, and Whitney, you are eating some good fats, but because you're doing that right before exercise and after exercise, that shake is actually probably making you gain weight because it's got nuts in it, it's got coconut milk, um, I don't know, or soy milk, so that's a bit of a nightmare. So yeah, basically, Jeremy, strip back the carbs completely, uh, yeah, green I, vegetables. I think, I think it's worth saying something, actually. You cannot lose weight in the presence of insulin. No, you will not lose weight in the presence of insulin. You you, you need to, you know, you could do with some st- kicking it all off with a little fast or something, uh, uh, stuff like that. But Jeremy, let's just go through. There's a lot of goals, okay? They'll all come together for you when you start to lose weight. You'll find that joint pain will, will ease off. Your energy will increase. Uh, I often will put a, a weighted vest, or I used to put a weighted vest on people, in the, the gym and once they lose 7 or 14 or 21 pounds you put the vest on them and say right do your warm up in the vest people's jaws drop when they realise how actually difficult it is to carry around 7 pounds with them just for 10 minutes um, or, or 14 and 21 pounds it's just you know they don't ever want to put it back on so I can tell you why life is hard when you're overweight because it's hard bloody work carrying around whether it's uh, one, two, three, or four stone. That's six, six point three five kilos of stone. So you know that's a lot of weight. You've got like a plate, one of those plates that you see in the gym on your back. That's that makes life hard, you know. I mean, I'm so, sorry for him because he's doing everything that the government and health yeah. professionals, everyone, tell you to do. Totally. It's your whole grains. Plenty, you know, don't drink milk, drink soya milk. Yes. Don't eat low fat. You know, it's, it's cranberries, prunes, yeah, apricots. But as you say, it's 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 just it's a great example, and and I hope Jeremy will keep in touch with us and keep us posted on how he gets on. But yeah, go to a a, a nice uh, high protein, uh, high green vegetables, uh, uh, you know, and plenty of good fats and stuff, and, and and you'll be fine. But just get rid of the carbs and stuff, and stop your protein shakes. Uh, you don't need them uh, before or after. Just eat. Um, and, and you should be fine because you're looking for weight loss and update us and then come back with some more questions uh, when you um, when you, you move forward a bit so for today uh, that's four questions so that's all we're going to be doing we'll uh, uh, call it a day there uh, is that alright with you Mark? yeah no problem at all I, I love the last question I really want to hear back from him because he changes this round so quickly yeah, totally. How long, go on, Mark, how long did it take you then when you put your mind to it and you kind of stopped being a fat 
bugger and, and, and all that. And, and well, I didn't know anything. I mean, we get no nutrition at all as a doctor. Uh, no one, education one, one, one day, one day well, I, I can tell. I had to learn it all. Yeah. I, had, I mean, I started all the wrong I started like Jeremy. I started all the wrong way and got nowhere. And then just researched and researched and researched. And eventually I, I sort of hit on what would make me lose weight. And I, I don't even think about my weight now. So what, would that have take you three or six months? And you, you yeah, shed a lot six, of it? About six months it took six me. Six months, there Maybe we go. less than that. All right, guys. It, once I hit on the, the right thing, go low carb. And taking away the gluten, it made all the difference. Yeah, brilliant. Okay. Okay, right. Thank you very much, everybody. And uh, tune in next time for we'll be back uh, with another lot of questions. Send your questions to us, info at richard-clark.co.uk. And uh, we'll be sure to include them in the show. That's bye from me. And bye from me. You, me, and the GP radio show is intended for general information purposes and is not meant to diagnose, treat, or cure any disease. It is not designed to provide specific advice, and anyone with a medical problem should seek the advice from their own doctor. Please note, we accept absolutely no responsibility if you turn into a fitter, stronger, more energetic, and all-round better version of yourself. To get the show notes, just head on over to richard-clark.co.uk.